Welcome, Welcome to, to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. With an Eke. And James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay. And lady-like. So actually, it's not like, so actually it's not like Blue's Clues at all. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> not It's really. not. Should we change your tag at some point? I don't know. <laughs> well, listeners, vote it on in. Oh my God. You guys let us know. Should we change it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared. It's like, it's like Nuke Jr. Or Sesame Street. Or We're Learning not- Time. Or just bo- like two people talking. Yeah, that's what it is. We're brainstorming in the intro. Awesome new start. This week on Minority Corner. Ooh, honeymoon child, what you got? I am into honeymoon child. You could call me that forever. But your new nickname, because you're back I'm, from your honeymoon. You're a honeymoon child. And it is child. a long nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week I'm talking about Roxanne Gay who is an awesome, awesome activist, feminist, all-around awesome person that we all need to know about, and a little bit of activism that she is doing through using her own publishing pulls and clout and knowledge. It is exciting. She is like a woman of all trades. She's pulling from so many different resources. Oh my God, she is. And I've heard of Roxanne Gay before, and I'm Uh glad that you're going to break it down, because it's like one of those names that you hear... Like, if you say, like, Van Jones, but you're not sure, like, why yeah, you know them. But exactly. so I'm glad you're breaking it down. And I think that she's going to inspire us because I'm already feeling inspired by all the things you just listed. Oh, good. Well, what what is your inspired I, self talking about? Well, it's pairing quite well with you. I feel like this is, like, who runs the world ladies episode <laughs> because I am, because uh, I went to the DC's uh, Ladies Women's March. And yes. So I want to talk about that and just also uh, coupled like with my experiences with that and my inspiration of what how I want to move into this year. And also mm. circling back, I talked touched on this in episode 38, but okay. I need to touch on it again because okay. I think there's still more work to be done. So it's how men can be feminists too. Yes. Do. Yes. There's, there's two, two twos in there. Two part do electric boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. Because we're revisiting it. Because there's still more. There's still more to do in advance. But I just was so inspired by being there in the Women's March. Um, oh, nice. I want to keep this going. So I love it. I love it so much. It I am ready to go to the quarters. Well, well, my lady, let us go off. Shall we? Yes. I'm not sure. Do I open the door for you or is that offensive? We'll just open it together. Oh, I like that. Teamwork. Hand Equality. in hand. Equality. <laughs> Ooh, I am back from my honeymoon. Honeymoon child is back. I am is back. There, what is like the official honeymoon anthem? Like there's no like, no one has ever like, no pop diva like makes like a honeymoon song. So they're okay, always I'm- like... Baby, I love you. Baby, marry me. I'm a single lady. I'm gonna do it Get right your now. Shit you ready? Out of my face. What is it? After you've been married and you had your mm. wedding and uh, you're sick of your uh, family, uh, it is time to go away, away and just have hella sex. Have hella sex. Hella sex. Have hella sex. 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 Hella s
that was actually really good. Um, I'm impressed. Your new pop single dropping 2019 uh, called Honeymoon Sex. And thank you for uh, the time gap too. It's gonna take. I'm gonna give it's you time. It's gonna take a couple years. Just we to- don't want to rush it. <laughs> You know what? We're going to push it back. We're going to push it back to 2021 just to be on the safe side. And you know, uh, that's when things sure. will probably be a little bit more <laughs> relaxed, too. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant to tell you, surprise, Aneke, I don't know if you know this, but since you were gone, we have a new president. Um, did, And did you know I came that? back to like a burning pile of rubble. It's like I stepped <laughs> off the plane and <laughs> fell into a cavernous hole that is called America now. True. Isn't it interesting like when you disappear for 3 weeks you get away from the fray and then the minute you come back it's, it's like, like extra you're back fray. Into it. It's Absolutely. fray fray. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all the fray. It is all the fray, which we'll I'm sure we'll touch on throughout the episode. Um mm-hmm. I'm just curious and the listeners we've been We've been wondering too. So, how was it. the honeymoon? Did it was you go good. To D-town? A lot of D-town, not a lot of D-town. How well, much detail I mean, do you want to talk about it? Well, what I'm going to talk about is that I went to Thailand. Highly, Ooh. highly, highly recommend going to Koh Samai, which is an island off of Phuket. Oh. And it is about roughly the size of Oakland. And if you don't know Oakland, which a lot of people, even in the Bay Area, don't even know Oakland, it is bigger than San Francisco. It's a big it city with districts and stuff. So the island is big enough to spend two weeks on, which is what I did, mm-hmm. which was so much fun. Yeah, Went to time. beaches. Oh, so good. Beaches, ocean, coconuts. Was Beth Midler there? I wish. Because you said beaches, so I assumed she was there. Isn't she in that? James, you know that there's a new beaches now on Lifetime. I heard about it with Adina, with Adele Dazeem. Yes, according to John Travolta. (laughs) John Travolta. And our girl, Nia Long. (gasps) Wait, hold up. Rewind. I did not know that. Nia Long? Nia Long. I want to like... I want to stop recording right now and just go watch that. Sorry, exactly. Minority Corner. This takes precedence. That is why I had to let you know, because I knew you were about to be like, why is there a new beaches? But <laughs> now that I now that I know it's a vehicle for Nia Long, I'm like, why didn't this happen sooner? Exactly, right? Because <laughs> a friend of mine messaged me. He's like, hey, there's a new beaches with Adina Mazel. And he sent me like... You know the emoji that's like the tears? And I wasn't sure if it was tears of joy or tears of pain. And I, I can't asked tell him, either. Your friend is confusing. Said, he said both. And so I still was confused. What? So <laughs> the, the, jury's, the jury's still out. Was this your friend named Con- Conundrum? <laughs> no, it was a uh, good old Conundra. Conundrum. She crazy. So, but like, so, but I know when you first were going, you were like, oh my God, there's got to be floods. So you did oh, not I was get scared flooded death. out. We were almost going to change our plans because right before, well, we made a point to go in January because it is the end of monsoon season. Supposedly monsoon season ends in November, but this fucking world is like, uh, uh, you humans have fucked me up too much. I'm still going to rain hell of do what I got to do because you fucking me up, said the planet. Exactly. And so because of that, Thailand is flooding right now. Oh, jeez Louise. And like, because it's been raining nonstop. So we were like, oh shit, because we were watching videos and like people have died. I mean, granted, old people and babies, you know, are, are too fragile. Yeah. Um, but we were like, this is going to be terrible. But thank the Lord, thank whatever, Shiva, we got there and... It was nice. I mean, it rained. It was a little cloudy, but it was still 80 degrees the whole time. And a couple of streets were flooded, but nothing was too crazy. Sun came out. 
everything is inexpensive. So we were able to like baller it up and go to like pool villa hotel rooms like okay. some rich ass bitches, which is ridiculous. Ooh, you were living the baller Kanye West, Beyonce, Jay Z life. Completely. Like even the last place that we went to, which was like extra bougie, just like a little extra sprinkle of bougie on top of bouge. They had free breakfast, which is great. All the hotels did. We were we made sure to get that. But mm-hmm. this free breakfast had champagne bottles just like on ice. Why? Just like, hey, you want some champagne? Hey, Make yourself just pour yourself a glass, whatever. Uh, and, and I it was, was like, like what? glug glug glug. Yes, m- me and my champagne with my donuts, because that's how I roll. <laughs> that's how you roll. I mean, it's your honeymoon. Ain't no one, and you are now like an A-list celebrity, at least for two weeks up in Thailand. Like, that's what I felt like, and I was feeling <laughs> extra, walking around my gold sunglasses on like I was somebody. <laughs> so now it's like you get it. So like when Mariah Carey is running around doing her thing, or J-Lo. I get and it. Beyonce, not Michelle, but Beyonce running around. Oh, doing I'm sure the Michelle A-list is thing. trying to. She's holding on. <laughs> Do you think she tries <laughs> and they're like, no, I'm sorry. You just, no. She is Do holding she- <laughs> on. I mean, she's she big she- in the gospel community. That's true. So she goes to like the gospel like concert or like, you know, the, yes. like the conference. They're like, okay, Michelle to the front. But the Christian <laughs> thing would be to let everybody else go, Michelle. So I'm just, I'm you not know, she's not down with that. Michelle, I'm not, I'm not telling you how to live your celebrity, Michelle. I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to walk the walk. Michelle is like, I've been in the background all my life. <laughs> She's like, it is my turn to shine. Jesus it is would my want turn this. to be to the front of the line. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you had an amazing... She's never coming on the show, by the way. Um, I mean, her and Jennifer Hudson are rare on their shit but, list, for sure. But I, but you know who I don't want to fuck things over with? Kelly who? Rowland. I would love a good Kelly Rowland I interview. love Kelly Rowland. I'm sorry. I am sorry. a big fan. Like, don't, no need to apologize. Sorry, I, I am <laughs> not sorry for loving Kelly Rowland. But I do love Me that, too. like, while Beyonce was making Dreamgirls, Kelly Rowland was making Freddy versus Jason. You know what? Kelly gets the roles that are given to her. <laughs> and you know what? And she does it with no lip. She does not no complain. Side eye. She just takes it and she does her best. Yes, exactly. She does her best. Also, can, can I just say that I'm glad that Beyonce has stopped acting? Well, really? You weren't a fan? Remember, there was a time period when it was like Beyonce was in every movie, she every MTV, every MTV made for TV movie. They were like, Everything. and it's Beyonce. Carmen. She wanted to be uh, the hip hopera. The hip hopera. <laughs> Let us never forget. <laughs> I. She was she, in like the Pink Panther two. Yes. Oh, anything with a sequel. Austin Powers three. She was in that shit for a minute. She played Etta Jones or Etta. What? Oh my Etta god. Etta James. Etta James. Mm-hmm. And she wore that tired ass blonde wig to every single occasion that she went to, thinking that she was Etta James. And she I'm like, like, girl, this is me. stop it. You so are not an are actress. You, are you okay with J-Lo doing d- double dipping? Are you more yeah. okay with... Okay. J-Lo why, is an actress. She can act. Mm, Beyonce cannot act. But is J-Lo also a, a songstress? Beyond, I mean, J-Lo is a performer. J-Lo is not a singer. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. She could J-Lo's dance her ass off. She's and like a Paula Abdul. Paula yes. Abdul, Britney Spears, J-Lo, they're entertainer performers. Yes, she makes up with it for her dance moves. She does. She fucking kills it. She dances like a backup dancer, but that's who she is, and that's okay, and she blends in a little. Like, there's yes. no, uh, there's no iconic J-Lo dance routine that anybody's like, ooh, do that one iconic J-Lo. If I did 
did a JLo routine for you right now, you'd be like, oh, that's cute. Did you make that up? Why are you dissing on JLo? I'm not dissing on her. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, you know, Beyonce and Britney and Janet have, like, iconic dance choreography, and JLo does not. Yeah, but I feel like they all make up in their own different... Like, Beyonce can actually sing, and she can dance like a motherfucker, but she can't act. That's Britney true. is iconic and can dance her ass off. She can't really sing, but... But she has that charisma it factor that everybody just fucking loves. She's and, like, able to manipulate a good old baby coo voice because, like, yes. she does have a voice. And I was listening to some old school Britney, and she was actually really trying to sing. And she can't help it if her producers are like, no, 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 just baby coo. Just yeah, baby exactly. Coo it. It's true. They really just want her to coo. And where J-Lo lacks in her iconic dance moves, she is a performer. She could dance hella good. And she's an actress. And she is. Except in that one movie where she was like, my baby died. I wasn't buying it. Um, Oh, my God. But she's been on a TV show right now, too. She is. Um, Can I tell you something that happened to me? Tell me. Um, So I was on a reality TV dating show. What? Um, This is what happened. This is is what happens when you you go away. And I have to busy myself with other things. So I... I dipped my toe into the reality TV foray. Uh, I, and you said dating show? Yes, it's a reality TV dating show. Um, oh my I got God. Was it sing- singled out? It was, yeah, Jenny McCarthy was there. And then she asked <laughs> yes. me to vaccinate my baby. Or she said, no. Don't. <laughs> Wait, she asked you to? <laughs> she told me to she not told vaccinate not- my yeah, child. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carmen Alexa showed up and she's like, is it my turn yet? And then it was like, we're back in the 90s. <laughs> Um, so no, it's a show called a uh, soup meat sandwich, um, AKA what? giant Campbell's soup commercial. Okay. So and you were, wait, James, let me just yes. recap for the what listeners. You yes. You were in a dating reality, dating television show well, called like wet web series show. Web I series. Think is what it's going to be. AKA giant Campbell's soup commercial. That was promoted by Campbell's soup. Yeah, pretty much the it sexiest was like, of foods mm, nothing says dating like Campbell's soup wait we got to be careful because okay because I can't I can't I can't shit talk too much you know no it's not bad I'm excited okay. but I'm glad that I they went in this direction don't ruin this for me I'm not <laughs> I am proud my of <laughs> I am proud of Campbell's soup right now Campbell's soup you go you are Funny rebranding it. Funny enough, they really are. Because uh, funny enough, like two weeks prior, I've been eating nothing but Campbell's soup anyways because it's cold and it's a very cheap, uh, you can't say meal, what I found out. You can't say oh, meal. Oh, really? Oh. But you can say, you know, dish of sorts. I treat it as a meal. I pop that shit open well, and I eat it. You didn't get that from the commercials because they legally can't say that. Okay, you <laughs> get it from me, a neke. They, they also can't say that it's healthy. Um, Ooh, but it's tasty. It's tasty. It's tasty. That's all that matters. So yeah, it was this. So I made it to the second round, um, which what? was the final. There's only two rounds. The first round is like a big giant singles mixer. Okay. And it was twofold challenge because it was it was straight and gay. So it's but, like not only are you trying to find someone that you're maybe compatible with, you're yeah. also like, are you gay? <laughs> so <laughs> you know who wins in that situation? Ladies bisexuals true finally yeah it's true that is true you know? and surprisingly enough so there were more ladies there than gents and then all of a sudden there was a lot of lesbians there i'm not <laughs> questioning if you wanted extra camera time or there was a real connection but all of a sudden there yeah. was a lot of lesbians i've never seen many Who lesbians in a room before it they, was just like lesbi- a girl's college lesbians love soup i guess proximity y'all love it yeah they're like okay um 
So get there, and uh, yeah, I I sort of ended up hitting it off, and the cameras caught the magic between myself, and and the producers caught some magic between myself and uh, another guy. Uh, So this is going to air around Valentine's Day. Oh my god, so much fun. And it, oh, can I tell you this? Like, so you had to choose which soup and which sandwich you were, and it was going to say like what, what your personality was. So it was like, did they give you options? Yes, and so like they each had like a description. Like it wasn't like what you wanted to eat. Like I thought I was like ordering. Like I want, you know, yeah. I'm hungry. Can I have some minestrone? <laughs> no, because I ended up picking the vegetarian sandwich, which I love my meat, but and I oh not, okay. But the veggie sandwich was like you're a go getter. You don't let challenges stand in your way. So what? How I, I how guess, is being a vegetarian a go? Okay, I'll, I'll take it. They go it. for what they want. They say, you know what? I don't want meat, and I'm gonna I'm live picky. my life. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically. I got special needs. Um, I have a. I got a question for you. Yes. Can I tell was you about cream the of soup? mushroom? Was cream of mushroom or cream of, cream of broccoli one of the options? It was not. Good, not. because those two things are nasty. And now would I would question that? anybody would who you said like, that I'm cream of mushroom. I'd be like, gross. I'm nasty. <laughs> like, that's what it'd be. I'm cream of mushroom and I'm nasty. But there was like, you know, I'm a meatball sub. I like it hot and meaty. Or I don't think it was really Ew, one. But like, whoa. There was like, there was like, I'm a fiesta soup. I'm the life of the party. Oh, um, What's the guy Fiesta that I did soup? end up having a connection with, um, mm-hmm. he chose the tomato soup, which was like, I'm boring. a romantic, cuddly man. Wow, Aneki, this is my date. I'm sorry, you, but tomato soup is seen, boring. You haven't seen the episode. <laughs> I like. I can't tell you what happens. I can't tell you because it's like you know contract. But I maybe we. Know. Maybe I got married. I don't know. You don't know. I can't tell you till it airs. Well, I mean, if if you did get married, I would know, but I wouldn't say anything on the podcast. That's true, because I went secretly. That's <laughs> true, but you were so we did. Um, but I did have it on good authority. The producers were like, "You are you and Jimmy, and James and Jimmy are like the MVP couple." And I so love we got it. to do like an exit interview and stuff. And yes, uh, I will tell you that there was like there was only one other couple that also got a date, and it was like this uh, gorgeous other. Other gorgeous black man, aside yes. from myself. And, because I was, like, eyeing him, I was like, mm-hmm, I would like me some of that. Mm-hmm, but good, like Campbell Soup. smart, <laughs> red-headed girl came in, uh-huh. saw him, yeah. latched onto him, and no no other lady got to talk to him. Damn. She, she was she saw, working it. She came, and she conquered. So they also went on a, a date. Um, you know what? I got to applaud her. She did she, what she had to do. She had her game face on. She came to win. Um, but we did, we went on our date, and it was like, it felt like I was on, like, an MTV show, because it was, like, an experience date where we got to like meet with like a uh, a famous New York bartender mixologist craft what? man and he taught us how to make like these signature as fancy drinks like were one, they delicious they were it was like it was like a dream I did not know that oh alcohol God. could taste so good the, the cocktails you don't even you don't even you want to sip them and savor them which that's yeah that's what? a good cocktail like I thought you just drank the drink but you you never had like, a good cocktail like that James even when I go to a fancy cocktail bar like it's like I paid $15 but I'm still like I just drank it I've been but, a bad friend I need to teach you show you, you the ways show me you are supposed to be like my older bigger sister well not like I know bigger, I need to show but, you how to get a good cocktail one that you have to sip and savor that has well, some now egg white I apparently foam on know top how to of make it. these cocktails I don't remember but like one had like <laughs> lavender infused like ice with it and one had like Ooh. just the egg white yolk and yeah foam. I won't you'll have to tune in to see if I made it correctly 
I cannot wait to watch this shit. It's so, going to be so good. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Maybe I'm this so is like the start of like James's reality television career. Who knows? You need to get on Bad Girls Club. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm gunning for it. <laughs> I will tell you, though, this, like, it's really hard to go on a date with cameras. It's very challenging because it's like you want to yeah. maybe, like, touch them, but you're like, am I touching them for the camera? Do I really want to touch them? Should we kiss yeah. now? But everyone's watching. And, like, is this too much? And, like, so you just kind of, like, eventually the cameras just kind of got to, like, you know, You got to ignore it. But the producers are, like, some, like at the mixer. I yeah. was talking to this one girl. I'm like, oh, sorry about that rude thing that I said to you. And the producer was, like, snapping for the camera. She's like, what was it? What did you say? What was oh it? Oh, my and, like, goodness. Trying, they are all up in the business. They are you trying are on, to like... get... Yeah. Get the drama. Well, and then also, like, I was saying to Jim, like Jimmy on my date, like, he would say some really great stuff off camera. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Save it for the cameras. If it's not on camera, it didn't really happen. <laughs> you are ridiculous. I, t- I turned into Gabrielle Union from uh, Top 5 with Chris Rock. Highly recommend it. I, you I, were straight up real housewiving that shit like nobody's I, business. I'm going to have my own brand of alcohol. I'm going to drop my own single Stop. called... My single is dropping. Your own rosé. <laughs> my own rosé. I've got a book coming out. Um, yes. Called, um, how to make it work. You got to hustle that money. You got to get that all off a of Campbell got, Soup commercial. I have 15 minutes and I'm going to stretch the shit out of it. I am oh, not here to make yes. friends. No. <laughs> not even Jimmy. <laughs> I'm not. I may have said that to him at one point or another. I'm not here to yes. make friends. You're on a date. <laughs> That's like the definition of the reason why you were there. I'm like, I am not here to make friends. And they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to find love. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, that's a good heartbroken. twist. See? Oh my God. That's the name of your book that you're going to write after this comes out. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here I'm to find here love. To... Ooh. And, and then James it's like story. Spo- sponsored by Campbell's Soup. It's also, yes. a, cook- it's also a cookbook. <laughs> yes. And there's a cocktail like bar. There's like a cocktail men- like drink menu in the back. And oh then I open God. up a rep- re- restaurant that's like soups and co- soup and cocktails and sandwiches. So I, Soup and cocktails and sandwiches? That's the worst soup name for it. Soup and cocktails and sandwiches. <laughs> Keep it hot and drunk. Oh All right. my God. That's the best. Well, since we're, uh, you're a honeymoon lady and I'm a reality TV star, uh, shall we get to the next segment? I think we need to. Let's All do right. it. Well, let's do it, girlfriend. Okay. We are back in my corner. And Nekka, before we get to your corner, I just want to share that you helped brainstorm my new restaurant a little bit. Yes, I did. And Nekka thought it was really funny that the sandwiches at the end, because it's soup, cocktails, and sandwiches. You know what? I I also, now that I'm thinking about it, I like that cocktails is in the middle, too. Because <laughs> you got to sandwich it in. Like, you start... <laughs> you start with the soup, right? Because you're, like, not trying to be trashy. And so it's like, cold mm, outside. And it's cold. You want to warm it up. Now that your body is warm and ready for the booze, Give you me drink that it cocktail. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit, I'm drunk. <laughs> I need a sandwich. Boom. See? It works. <laughs> The best thing to hit in New York. I'll make millions. It's going to be a thing. It's going to go across the country and around the world. And mm. around. when you, Next time you're in Thailand, you're going to be like, oh. There's soup, a soup, soup cocktails, cocktails and, and sandwiches. Sandwich here. Okay. I feel like I'm back at home. This is great. Thanks, James. Thanks, See, James. You're welcome, everyone. And you got to have the and between all of them. Oh, yeah. Soup and soup cocktails and, cocktails and, and sandwiches. sandwiches. Just sort of bumped on there at the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> Two ands. It's legendary. It's revolutionary. Changing the world. So you're welcome. Oh, All right, so Aneke, good. Can you talk to me about Roxanne Roxanne Gay? Yes. Okay, so first and foremost, I'm not going to get into the controversy at first. I just want to set up the basis on who Roxanne Gay is. This is a primer. So Roxanne Gay, um, she um, is an American feminist writer, professor, editor, and commentator. She is an associate uh, professor of English at Purdue University, which I do have to plug because I am a librarian. Purdue University has the most used writing um, guide to citations. So the fact that she is an English professor at Purdue University means that she is creme de la creme in that field. Yeah. She is also... Yeah. She's a contributing opinion writer for the New York Times. She's the founder of Tiny Hardcore Press. She is the editor of Essays for the Rumpus, which is like a, um, one of those literary journals that are, that's really hip. Um, she also is a co-editor of Pink, a nonprofit literary arts collective. So look at this resume, like already, already show me the receipt. She's like, what you, what you need. I got it. She definitely has all the receipts because on top (laughs) of all of that, that I just said, she, what she's mostly known for is being, is for deconstructing feminism. So she's a feminist, but she is not afraid to critique that shit, which you know me, who likes to side-eye everything. Gotta side-eye it, absolutely. Yes, I love it. Because, Mm. you know, she's black, and she's all about feminism and racial issues and gender identity and sexuality and all the intersections of the corners. Um, she, she is yeah, basically she minority is Monterey Corner wrapped up in an awesome human being. Yes. So she's personified. Person- she's like the mascot. We should just like get t shirts made and it's just her face on it. We are so all Roxy and totally Gay. Yes. <laughs> Um, so she's written a lot of books too, both, um, memoir, um, fiction and nonfiction. So she's Mm -hmm. written, there's a short story collection called IET, which is A-Y-I-T-I. Um, she wrote a novel called An Untamed State. Um, her, Mm -hmm. her book that she is like most known for is, um, an essay collection called Bad Feminist. Um, she also did, um, a short story collection, which came out this year called difficult women. And then she has a book coming out called hunger. So I'm going to talk about that. Put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Circling back, circling back to these. So, um, she also edited a book called girl crush women's erotic fantasies. So she dips in that a little bit too, which is always, it's always fun. What are those fantasies that you ladies have? Inquiring minds want to know. Pretty much anything that you can possibly imagine. Women are diverse in their fantasies and who they are. Like he takes his shirt off and he's like, I want to listen to you and how your, your day. Don't pigeonhole us, James. Sometimes we want to be roughed around too. (laughs) Sometimes you want it nasty. Sometimes you want it like cream of broccoli. Exactly. You want it to be nasty. Exactly. <laughs> Give me that cream. Of- Sometimes you want Stop him shirtless, holding a pot of cream of broccoli. <laughs> okay. So, um, also, here's something that you are gonna love about her. She wrote. She is the first black woman to be a lead writer for Marvel. I knew this is where you were going with it. Well, I was whole, I'm like wearing Marvel. my Captain America. I'm wearing my Captain America t-shirt as we speak. 
just did an audition for Marvel TV host. <laughs> I knew this is where it was going. What? Tell me more. She, what, um, what specifically? So she um, was announced as a writer for Marvel Comics World of Wakanda. So it's a spinoff from the company's Black Panther <gasps> the- title. So she's joining Tahanasi Coates, which also go Marvel for getting fucking top ass black writers to write for, right. for Black Panther. So yeah. she's going to be... Um, writing along with um this poet yona harvey um for the the new world of wakanda the spinoff for black black panther which is which i bet is gonna be heavily like female awesomeness because like most of wakanda like black panther is surrounded by like a legion of female warriors who are like there to help and protect him yes bad ass so there's roxanne gay who is Amazing. 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 So let's get into the controversy. Uh-oh. So she had a deal with Simon and & Schuster, and she was going, she has a book deal, and she was going to get a book published. She has mm-hmm. just pulled out of that. Why? Because she, she was like... Because she found out that Simon and Schuster is also publishing <gasps> this guy, that Milo Yapanopoulos. Yes, guy. Simon Fuck and Schuster gave a twenty-five or two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal to Milo Yapanopoulos. And I don't even give a fuck if I'm being. saying his name wrong because he's a piece of oh. shit. And I'm gonna go yeah. into that. Yeah, he. Please do. I'm ready. I hate. I despise him. Okay. So, first and foremost, he has called feminism bowel cancer. I'm sorry, what? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what? That's, okay, first of all, not funny, doesn't make sense. Next. I know. Next up, he has, he's a tech editor at Breitbart News, which is, uh, yeah, we don't research it. Up, uh, yeah. It's like the, it's like the alt-right made up alternative facts sort of news sort of source exactly he's also like a self-hating gay like he's a Mm -hmm. gay for trump isn't he yes he he stumped for trump all over he like had like he's like a shock jock kind of guy where he likes to kind of like i think his tour around the world and i'm sorry for saying this but he's the one that that named it this his tour is called dangerous faggot which is like oh my god like what is your deal dude he also mm. he got banned from Twitter because he's the he one did. that started that racist fucking with Leslie Jones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, that racist shit with Leslie Jones. He is just a hateful, 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 hateful person. I do you know, and I, I know you don't I don't know that you have the answers to this too, and I haven't looked this up too. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder like what has he what does he actually do for the advancements of I think if we're gonna use a title that's like dangerous faggot, like then oof. Yeah. Uh, what do you do to advance the LGBT cause? Not like, be a part is, of the alt-right. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. So it's like, because it's one thing is you're going to reclaim this term and you're like, I am trying to make the lives better for all LGBT folk and like, you know, LGBT homeless and like LGBT rights. But then like, you know, to then sideline with someone like Donald Trump and, right. and, and Pence. like Clearly. Clearly not. Skating by on your privilege that you have as a white dude. Right. And... Exactly. And so I looked him up to kind of just give like an overview Mm. of who he is. And I don't even really want to do that because he's just a piece of shit. And people just need to know that he has done nothing but help 
hateful people, promote hateful talk, promote um, just like awful things, like saying that Mm -hmm. people were ugly, saying like fat should be a crime, just all of this sort of stuff, which is another thing that I have to commend Roxanne Gay about. She's on an episode of This American Life that talks about body Mm -hmm. image and her perception of being um, a fat woman in the world. So that's something. And also using the term fat and what the Mm -hmm. connotations of all of that is all about. So he literally is just a hateful troll of a person. Mm. Okay. So she wrote that she, so, so basically she is like, Oh hell no. I don't want to be on the same <laughs> publisher. Yeah. As and this she's people. So talented that I'm, she will, she is not going to be lost for finding a publisher. Like exactly. You know, she, they are lucky to have her. She even said like, she can make this sacrifice. She can afford to make the sacrifice because she has success that she's going to find another person not everybody can do that you know right so she wrote um i can't in good conscience let them publish it while they also publish milo she told buzzfeed so i told my Mm. agent over the weekend to pull the project um her project actually is called titled how to be heard which is ironic yeah absolutely um so let's see she basically is just she found herself fortunate enough in the position to make this decision. So she said, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And so Wonderful. she is looking for that. So one, I wanted to celebrate Roxane Gay for one being who she is Two, yeah. I want to celebrate her for showing some activism in a place that we would not normally see activism. We- right. And, and it's like, it's, a, it's kind of funny. It's like in the background of, you know, li- literature, which is yeah. like an interesting, like it just sort of shows that like activism can take many shape and forms and on any, many different levels. Exactly. Exactly. And it's <clears throat> going into the one area that I think that we all need to focus on especially going into the way this administration is shaping up which is horrible is we need to we need to speak with our money that's the what yeah. functions a lot of things and that's what really is going to hurt the the adv- adversary side is money yeah. if we don't yeah. allow them to get money then they will start to get the point and I think that makes sense because you know this orange ogre at the top like he's a money man yes exactly so, I heard that like that there's such and I I hope that there's other like I hope there's other authors and folks and like artists and people that also just sort of boycott like you said like speak with your 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 there's you don't have to play nice to things that are so mean and and vitriol right. and you can take your money and support other things that need that support and love exactly and attention. don't go to Walmart use that money and Stop donate it. it to the ACLU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to end my segment with some quotes that Ooh, yes. Russell compiled for of Roxanne Gay because they're super positive and I just want to highlight some of the amazing things that she's been saying. Okay, yeah. So here's here's the first one. I embrace the Roxanne label Gay quote corner. Yeah. <laughs> I embrace the label of bad feminist because I am human. I am messy. I'm not trying to be an example. I am not trying to be perfect. I am not trying to say I have all the answers. I am not trying to say I am right. I am just trying trying to support what I believe in, trying to do some good in this world, trying to make some noise with my writing while also being myself. All the snaps. What an what an honest quote to so just good. also share with the world. It's like so raw and just so honest, you know, that like sometimes people in the front 
don't necessarily acknowledge their own humanisticness. Exactly. Like we're all human. We're all messy. We're all trying to just get through this shit. Here's another quote, which I feel (laughs) like speaks to this whole thing. Books are often more than just books. And I think her using her power of not being published by this one publishing company because they're publishing hate, hate speak. Um, it proves that books are more than just books. They're power. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting too, because like what I love that she's doing is she's stopping. Cause like, you know, I feel like in the last, like since the, during the Obama administrations, I, I saw a rise in just sort of POC visibility yeah. in like media and movies and, and, and him being president had an effect into the conversations that we started having. Yes. And so the, 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 Opposite could also be true is that like obviously this publishing company is like oh look this you know Trump people they could wanting to give money and attention to yeah those sort of you know vitriol just because they're like in the news yes and so there's like a it's like it's like a money grab right and yeah. so what I appreciate because. She's she's saying, I will have none of this. I will not be a part of this, and I'm going to take my money somewhere else. So it's like, yes. you want that money, and that money matters to you? Awesome. Like, right. And I, because I, like, I love that, like, in the very beginning, that there's already people standing up to this. Because yes. There could be more rises in, like, movies that are, are just such step steps backwards. Exactly. Such progress. If we allow so, this to happen, it's just going to become popular culture. And like they say, normalizing it. And we don't yeah. want to, them publishing him nor is normalizing it. And she's speaking yes. out against it. So two more yeah. quotes just to end it up that are really positive. The first one is change requires intent and effort. It's really that simple. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is I have never considered compassion and finite resource. I would not want to live in a world where such was, were the case. Mm. Compassion is not finite. It's infinite. It keeps coming. It recharges. There's, there's so much, like there's an abundance, like you, there's no limit on how much you can love and, and empathize and, and, and be open to other people and ideas. Yeah. And I think it tags along to the other quote you had too. Cause I heard someone saying, you know, think about like athletes and, and who they stretch, right? Right. And stretching is, it's uncomfortable, but you're going to get better at it. You're going to get more flexible. You're going to oh, yeah. get stronger. And so it's like, you know, we're all sort of learning and it's going to be uncomfortable at times, but we're going to continue to stretch ourselves. Right. Um, and also with and- stretching it, eventually you, you start to look forward to it. So True. the more you do it, yeah. the more you'll get used to it. And the more you'll eventually, you know, you'll enjoy yeah. it, stretching and changing yeah. and, and finding compassion. So go read Roxanne Gay. <laughs> yeah Be- thank you for educating us all like it's a name that i you like solidified not, like my knowledge and why she's so important and the great stuff that she does yeah. like that resume and the marvel thing mind-blowing right so thank you for sharing about your best friend roxanne gay i'm already just i wish tagging. imaginary best friend hashtag let's start the hashtag y'all are really good at creating hashtags so. <laughs> hashtag aneke and roxanne gay best friends forever forever <laughs> run the world them ladies who run the world them women who run the world all the titties who run the world you get it girl that's, why you go straight to titties i don't well <laughs> what do you want me to say I, I feel like going straight to vagina was a little insensitive gets yeah, aggressive so <laughs> that's not my play so because not all women have vaginas not sure. all women have titties um who run the world the 
ladies with the oh, not all ladies have arms. Well, my song, you get the point. The yes, ladies wait, run it. it. <laughs> if you identify as a woman, <laughs> creating PC songs is it's a challenge, not impossible, but it is a but challenge. But it can happen. It can happen. We're gonna stretch ourselves. It's gonna be yes. a little, it might come out a little clunky and a little awkward, but we're gonna make it work. So, um, yes, I went to before I went to my reality television. Oh, I think it was sandwiched in between both of my reality TV tapings. Um, they should have gotten, gotten this on the show, but I went, I felt <laughs> compelled at the last minute. <clears throat> a friend of mine was driving a big van, a big van full of people down to DC, and I got on that on a Friday night, got on that car, and I you know, went. that's fun. I like that. And then I got out of the car and left them and stayed with my my college friends. So I really just got a ride. Oh, look at you! I was like, like, bye. bye. <laughs> and Did I do I know the college friends you stayed with? You don't. This is uh, oh. this is A A N after a neke. Oh well, no. you know, mm. time keeps on ticking. But the day <laughs> we started the day off, we got up really early and we went to uh, 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 this First Nations prayer circle that was happening. Oh, cool! And it was led by oh, the name escapes me. I'll have to um, send it to you a little bit later. Um, okay. But she has done some prayer. She's been part of Standing Rock, so she oh nice travels and like it was so powerful and it it was a great way to start the day because we really got to yeah. focus and channel our energies and I say. Like I've said this before, but everybody really hug close to whatever your mindfulness or spiritual practices, because it will give you strength. And there was some, right. I won't go into detail this week, but I'll tell you about the story that of like such happenstance that this guy, this taxi driver ended up in our <laughs> prayer circle. What? But I'll share that <laughs> for another time. Crazy story. Okay. But it was a very long, long day. Like millions and millions of people tr- showed up and it was great to see like, such general generations of like women, like mothers and daughters and grandmothers and husbands and friends. I love it. I love it. People from all different, like, you know, nationalities and and races. There was, you know, a group of like Muslim men who were there and it was like, yeah, the beautiful thing. It was like, it wasn't about like, I didn't pay attention to inauguration day. Like I just, I just didn't, I didn't, it was like, my focus is I'm trying to not empower things that, I don't like and yeah I think that that's a good way to go (laughs) I mean we're not ignoring it you just don't want to give power to it power and and it's not that's not self-care at all either and so it's what I loved about this day this worldwide day of like these women's marches like 600 demonstrations happen around the world I love it it's beautiful the ones there was ones in Antarctica there was ones like in Kenya like amazing that a catalyst out of like people were just like, nope, this is enough. And that everyone right. came together to unite around this. Um, it was such a beautiful thing. I will say this. Um, yes. <laughs> there was, they didn't plan that this many people were going to be there. So oh. on one part, like I'm really like, I lost my friends at one point. I uh, trying Uh-oh. to find another group of friends. It was like sandwich people to people, but Damn. Ev- everyone understood why they were there. So even though we were standing around for four hours waiting to march and we couldn't hear any of the speeches. So like Madonna oh, was shit. talking, we couldn't hear Angela Davis was talking. We couldn't hear because for whatever reason, so we, many people they couldn't get the permits. Like it was off in between the section of two museums off of the, yeah. uh, off of the mall. Um, Uh so we couldn't get like, it wasn't like, you know, the million men march were there around the pool or we couldn't get like in front of the Abraham Lincoln statue. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the the current administration or the last administration, they couldn't get the permits for it. So they only got the small section. So it's kind of hard standing around for four hours when you can't hear like the speeches and stuff. 
and talk yeah. hear, hear Madonna talking about how she wants to blow up the White House. So we couldn't yeah, hear it. Yeah, she just, come on, Madonna. <laughs> um, but we, we couldn't, but like at the same time, it's like, okay, I am, you know, this is not about me and my uncomfortable feet, you know. Um, right. And I just was. The fact that there's so many people showed up that they weren't expecting is a beautiful thing too, you know. Yeah. And like, just in like such solidarity, like I'm just so moved like around the world. And it was not. That day was not about him, that man, that ogre, that orange thing. It was, like, not even yeah. about him. It was about people coming together. And I think there's something powerful about, like, when you rally behind women, there's, you know, not to just, you know, categorize, but, like, I mean, also think about how many wars have been started by women. Like, it is time Done. to move women to the forefront. And I loved being a part of a march that was, uh-huh. like, all right, ladies, I am here. What do you need me to do? I'm your ally. You need me to that's chant? Nice. I'm a chant. You need me to hold this sign up? All right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. I love it. And, I, uh, you know, there were also were some very interesting chants. Can I share some of my favorite chants that were? Please do. I want to know what they were. We are what getting, were they? I think the best, out of adversity, the best creativity comes out. Because folks Uh-oh, are getting we go. hella creative. There's uh, <laughs> can't build a wall, hands too small. That was fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, we don't want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. We don't <laughs> want your tiny hands anywhere near our underpants. Um, That's fun. I like that one. There's another one. He's orange. He's gross. He lost the popular vote. He's orange. He's gross. He lost the popular vote. Um, that one was good. That's a, I like the content, <laughs> but the rhyme is a little clunks. But you know what? When a million people are <laughs> chanting it together, it just sort of like, it's got this power behind it. Um, I don't remember the rhyming scheme of this one. So it's like nasty You're women. You're paraphrasing. Nasty women all around. Shut it down. Nasty women all I around. I like that. Shut it down. Yes. And then there was this group of like 16 year old girls who were trying to come up with their own. Um, and Uh-oh, I was trying to like go. help uplift them because it was something to like i girls just want to have fundamental rights girls just want to have fun and they were like this one little 16 year girl was trying to like do it on her own and she was she was like help me out and i'm like i'm here to support you but you take the lead and also (laughs) i've been standing for two hours and lost my friends so i was kind of in a little bit of a you're cranky. I was a little cranky at this moment. <laughs> and, you know, I thought like, I was like, I know people. I have got a lot of Facebook friends. I'll find. I've got friends from all over the world. I was like, I'll, someone will find me as I was standing on this perch. But there was yeah. like 1.5 million people there. Ooh, that's a lot of people. You, I mean, you do have a lot of Facebook friends, though. It's true. So I, I walked out of there feeling so empowered um, and, you know, really wanting to just uplift, you know, yes, uh, I love women it. going to see her. And then I got back to my computer and I found this, this disparaging study. Um, this is by Science go. Magazine. And they said that it, they find that girls as young as six years old, internal uh-huh. ideas that brilliance is a male quality. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go to Target and they have the shirts. There's two shirts where it's like all the like this was a big news last two years ago, maybe where mm-hmm. the, the little boy shirt is like, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm a genius. And on the girl shirt, it says, I don't like math, but I'm pretty. See, that still you mean like that's today, not 1986. Like that shit is still- exactly. Yeah, um, that's just still happening. And it's they, fucked up. And so, like, I just was like, whoop. Like, I need, like, and so a lot of my goals now, and I'm encouraging men folk around the way, like, it, you were there at that march. I saw you. And we need to continue uplifting young, because it, start, it starts early, right? And, you know, yeah. these, these, these studies speak to how early it sets in. And 
I'll tell you a little about the test that they did. So they took two different tests. It was like a few hundred kids. And yeah. the first test they did, they told a story about a smart protagonist. They didn't uh-huh. mention the gender. Um, and then they held up four different pictures and asked the kids to pick out who they thought the protagonist was. Yeah. And five-year-olds were kind of good. It was very split. But it was around six-year-old girls where they were less likely to pick the female picture. So just sad. fucking broke my heart. And then the second test was they were ch- they had to choose between a game for really, really, really smart children or for one where you try really, really hard. What? So, like, the, they were like, we have two games. There's one where it, it's for really, really smart children or the second yeah. game is where you just tr- where you just try really, really hard. Oh, so saying, like, you're not that smart, you're just going to try hard. I'm going to try hard. <laughs> you don't get anything oh at the end. But at the end, it's like, if you win, it's like, I'm smart. And the other one's like, I tried hard. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Please like, don't tell me. Yeah, the girls picked the try hard they one. Tried, huh? Yeah, it reminds me, there's a, there, Hallmark used to have these ribbons where it was like, first place, second place, third place. And then there was one that was like, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saddest ribbon to get ever. I tried oh my, my best. Um, I know. And so it's funny because it's like this also connected. I just saw Hidden Figures and there's a really cool Love it. ad before it um, for the STEM program. Um, yeah. About, you know, getting and it's like, you know, girls, they're playing with their Barbies, but they're also like, I can do all these kinds of things and be really smart and intelligent and trying to get right. women into because it's like, yeah. And, you know, it's not like, you know, math is not something that you're not you're not necessarily, you know, you can be born talented as a singer and as a dancer, but you can also like, even if it's not a natural talent to you, you can work hard at it. But for the most yeah, you part, can learn it. for the most part, like math is just a skill that like, you've just got to build it up. Like you've just got to drill it. You just got to get right. in there. It might come easier to some people more than others. And so it's like, we kind of really need to uplift yeah. and, and, and nobody's bad at math. It, they just need to take time to do it. You might not be interested in it, right. which is fine, but we shouldn't dissuade girls just because they're girls to not be into math. And so it's like, know? yeah, how can we sort of foster and encourage that within, you know, um, you know, these young girls. And I just loved sitting and watching hidden figures because it's a PG movie and it's, yeah. it was also so great to see a movie about black excellence and uh, so good where it's like how often do you get to see first of all a woman about black a movie about black excellence with like three yes. strong ass smart intelligent ass amazing women you know who aren't playing fucking maids yeah like half of those women in that in that <laughs> movie have played maids and caretakers and nannies <laughs> and, and hell bullshit and i'm i'm so glad they're fucking finally getting their due and get to play real life characters who help get men into space like and, and i also was grateful because it wasn't like i feel like anytime there's a movie that takes place like around this time period i have to watch like some black kid gets like lynched or attacked and there wasn't like like, beat up be, like this movie like they had adversity that they needed to come over but it it, it was for the most part a very positive uplifting movie yes. where you just felt like fuck yeah you know um, oh hell yeah and also oh, wait james yeah can i just explain stem really quickly so people know sure stem stands for science technology engineering and math so just so people know it's a word that's being tossed around a lot it's super buzzworthy so i just wanted people to know that it's an acronym for those 
specific fields that not a lot of women are represented in yeah. women and people of color. Well, you know, I also was wondering too about the kids study is like also like how different it would be like if you, you know, when they hold, hold up the pictures of the kids, like yeah, yeah. what if there were like, it was like a black girl were the kids, like how many, you know, if also if it was a black kid and like a white James, girl and a white guy. So we enter in some race and we get even sadder. You know that. I know. So, and, it, you know, <laughs> and, and so also just like, it also reminded me too of, you know, watching that movie and you know um you know there's a scene where she Katherine Johnson I uh, Taraji her character she goes into this yeah. room to work with all these like white men and they're all staring at her and I just thought like holy fuck like back then to also have yeah. the added pressure of all literally all eyes on you and that like yeah. when you are a minority or a woman of color or you know LGBT person or someone who's outside of like the dominant of what's expected, the white male yeah. hegemony. Like, you have to, again, we said this before, work twice as hard with all eyes on you. And, you know, when I was... I know. When I was at, you know, I, I kind of felt a connection to some of this of, like, when, you know, I was in D.C., I saw the Kennedy Center. And I remember yeah. that back in college, I didn't apply for an art scholarship, like a theater arts summer scholarship, because I didn't think I was qualified enough. And this is Which back, is so... You, uh, this is back in guys. college where it's like, who the fuck is qualified enough for? We're all figuring this shit out. And, that, and also on top of it, like, not to toot your horn, but you were doing hella shit. You were qualified for it. Well, thank you. And it's only recently that I've started to really realize, because I feel like I have to, like... I won't go for something unless like I am the fucking like I feel like I'm overly qualified for it because that's like this feeling right. that you know like there's this feeling of not feeling good enough and yeah I'm inspired that's the experience of black kids yeah and so now I'm starting to live I'm gonna live I'm gonna have the audacity of a mediocre white man and I'm just gonna <laughs> go for it because no offense but like you know when you're groomed at like anything is possible you just you just go for it you apply you just for go whatever. for it and you do it and so exactly. i encourage everybody to live with having the audacity there is a, a mediocre white man running this country i would even say he is below, not even mediocre below. he's the worst and he's just the worst so it's like just go for it um so yeah. I wanted to close with, with you know, uh, I wanted to revisit what I talked about in episode 38 from Bustle, yes. our favorite. Um, <laughs> this is a Bustle-heavy episode. Well, actually, like, I and I talked about Bustle gave a 10, 10 ways men can be feminist. I don't want to revisit that list because you can just go listen to that episode again. So I wanted to yeah. advance this because, like, I was so, you know, just knowing that young girls at a very young age are are coming up against this, that, like, men, we got to... We got to come together, you know, just like I don't feel like it's women's job to fix the inequalities of the world. Um, right. I, just the same way I don't think that it's black folks to fix racism. I think oppressors right, right, right. or those who benefit need to get to work. So, yes, just to, I, I agree. I'll recap the highlights from the bustle list. You know, they said, like, you know, first of all, be a feminist, you know, shut down misogyny. Shut yeah. down, you know, understand the complexities of intersectionality, which you talked about um, in yes. your, your corner. Of course, oh, listening, can't listen enough. Um, and the best allegory that they had from that is, you know, essentially be the intern. How can you help? Interns Ooh, I love it. just run around and get the coffee and they assist and help in that way. Um, but Jane XO had a list of... Uh, which is now defunct. Wait. Rest in peace, XO Jane. Oh, damn, because this list is from, like, this is an older list. Damn. Yeah. Well, it just ended, like, two days ago. Oh, damn. Well, you know, this is for you, XO Jane, because this is, this is yeah. good a list. 
Um, <laughs> they have a giant list, and you can. I'll, we'll post this. I won't say all of them because there's 35 of them, but I do want to just highlight Damn. some of them. And they're just sort of practical ways that men can like help out. So we have some. Yeah, like, I love this practical ways. Um, okay. This goes actually to what you. This will tailor to what you were just talking about. So like consume cultural products produced by women. So like also like Ooh. TV, media, books, sports, science. Essentially, we need. And you might need to seek them out. We need to branch out from white male dominated everything, you know? Yeah. Put your money where your mouth, where your protest is. Read some Roxanne Gay. Follow Roxanne Gay on on Twitter. If all your Twitter followers are like, you know, a bunch of white dudes and you need to expand that. Diversify. Um, Diversify that. Give women space. And this also in terms of like physical space, like dudes are kind of used to like taking up a lot of space. And Close women, your legs on the subway, please. Yeah, and like if there's a seat, like and there's a woman, like maybe you know, like make space for women. Like you're used to taking up a lot of space because you feel like you know you're swinging your dick around. Acknowledge you're entitled that, to it. And yeah, there's some ladies who need some space too. Um, yes. Interrupt sexism, challenge it. Don't be a bystander uh, online and in real life. Um, yes. I have a question for you. What do okay. I do? when I see someone catcalling a lady, like I, that's been a challenge for me. Like, I'm not sure how do I intervene? Cause also I am yeah. also, you know, a homosexual. So I, yeah. You know, well, you don't want to be a captain save a hoe. That's for damn sure. Because <laughs> that puts you in a vulnerable position. Don't be a captain save a hoe. Don't be. But I mean, there's a couple of ways. A cat call is hard because it's so quick. If you're with somebody who cat calls somebody, straight up just go, don't do that. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're walking by, you can maybe like show your displeasure, be like, not cool. Okay. You know, or like, <laughs> why? Like, come on. Similar to like or, your list that you had a few episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, but. I, I feel like if you were to, if, if somebody cat called me and I was walking down the street and then all of a sudden some dude came running up to me, stranger, that was like, yeah, are you okay? Right. How do you feel? I'd be like, okay, calm down. Okay. Listen, like, Captain Save-A-Hope, put the cape away. I'm, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, or you can like look at the lady and just be like, Mm-mm. like, you know, one of those like agreements. Okay. Cause nothing feels better than someone like being like, yeah, that wasn't cool. You and, know? And like, like seeing that thing that you just went through. Yeah. Like, and acknowledging exactly. like that was not cool, you know, without. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like even voicing your, if you feel bold enough, but you don't want to put yourself in a vulnerable position, just be like, not cool. Yeah. You know, that's a late, like, like be respectful, you know, some exactly. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Cause I've been yeah. wondering. Um, yeah. But gentlemen, essentially keep your tongue in your mouth. Don't be a bro and stop bro culture. Like shut it down. Yeah. Um, I like nobody, mm-hmm. no woman likes to be cat called. They don't like it. And if they do, they are in the minority. So if you're doing that, you're, you're, if you're catcalling because maybe three women out of 300,000 like it, yeah. you you have low betting odds. What you need you're to, gonna get- what you should do, just catcall me. I will take it. That's my job as a feminist ally or just as a feminist. I will take it. I will be. No, James, will, we need to end catcalling oh, culture. But I kind of like it. I, but you know what? If everybody was cat, if I, if I, like I was the only person in the world that could be catcalled, I would be overwhelmed. I'd probably cry at night because it'd be too much. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's less about when it's, I guess, I mean, I can't speak for how it is in other communities, but at least I feel like when it's straight men saying it to straight women, it's less about, you know, 
attraction and more about power because a lot of times when you don't respond to a man who cat calls you, which happened to me recently, I would say about two or three months ago, they call you a bitch. Right. And that's when things shift and that's when you realize it's a power thing and not about you know, a compliment. Totally. And actually when it does happen in the gay community, it's awkward. Like when there's like this, you know, goblin-y man who's like, it's too much. Um, (laughs) But so also going back to like interject, I like this one, interject feminism into your daily dude conversations, you know, challenge men on like subtle sexist things that they say. Um, You know, if like I, they're not like helping around their house with, you know, if like, Hey, wow, maybe your wife might like it if you helped out or, you know, you know, I like to do to help my wife out. Like I like to do my equal part of the household stuff. I like to cook dinner. Yeah. Um, calling out your friends who are being a player. Talk to your younger brother who, about consent, about what that means. Cause like, if your dad's yeah. not going to do it, like have, we need to like take ownership of this men and like, you know, have these conversations and shut it down within our community. Um, yeah. Get the HPV vaccines, help the ladies out for that. Be responsible for contraception, which is the next point. Um, pay for it. Yes. Um, you know, uh, ladies have to do a lot of prep and they feel like they have to go to the doctor a little bit more and they just have to pay for a lot more medical things than us men do. And more men stuff is like covered. Like birth control. Exactly. Jesus. So it's like you can pay for some condoms. You can do it. Um, yes. Equal parenting. Notice gender and its effects. Like, um, and this is something that you kind of talk about all the time too. So if there's experts who are talking about their opinions, think about like, oh, if this was a woman talking, I wonder how this might be different. So kind of yeah. always have that sort of critical eye of like seeing you're going to have to do the work you're on your own sometimes um side eye everything y'all have some of your heroes be women change your paradigm you know you might have to seek this out find female leaders and mentors you know and again um, like, bring, read roxanne gay roxanne gay like this just goes <laughs> episode just like make roxanne gay your hero and mentor that's essentially my next bullet point um read books by like you know read angela davis's book read the asada Shakur yes. book that you talked about Yes. Uh, pay attention and challenge gender roles. Like when you see them, you know, if you're at a party and all the ladies are in the kitchen cooking, like challenge that. Right. You know, if you're at a party, go in there and cook. Yeah. And then like, you know, I heard this other story, like make women feel welcome. If they do come over to a more male dominated area, like acknowledge them, include them into the conversation. Don't shoot down their ideas and their opinions because like there are these norms and these barriers. And like, if she's coming right. over, like there's, there's that weighted extra and like, like, hello, we're people. Treat us as such. Yeah. Make genuine female friendships and get rid of the idea of the friend zone because that implies that the goal was sex and intimacy and that, like, again, like, she's she's a bitch. She's, like, freezing you out and that, like, you can have genuine female friends. Right. Okay. So this is something that I really like because... I like to still go out to the bars with my friends and I genuinely like to talk to people and just kind of know what their deal is. I'm not on the prowl. I'm happily married. I don't want to have any hookups, but I'm always afraid to talk to guys because I don't want to give them the wrong impression because it's such that whole dumbass culture shit, Mm -hmm. like where everybody just thinks it's only sex and friend zone and bullshit. It's, it's called meet people for meeting people and get over that shit. Like just because she doesn't want to have sex with you doesn't mean that she doesn't value you as a person. Absolutely. And like, it's like, cause it's also that, I feel like that's that thing of like, Oh, but he's a nice guy and he's, 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 he's coming in last place. Like move on, dude. She's your friend. You're welcome. You have an awesome person in your life. Because this is the same dude that would, would 
laugh at a lady who he didn't want to get along, get with, exactly. you know, like yeah. it's that double standard shit that I'm so sick of. Just two more points here. Uh, women yeah. still earn 77% um, as much as men. So maybe Ugh. considering consider donating 23% of your income to women's groups, orgs, and causes. Even it out. Um, or at least Damn. some of your money. Like, give to, like, women, orgs, and groups, and organizations time, money, whatever it is you can do. Because that girl next to you at work probably maybe making less than you. So keep that in yeah. mind. And also Doing the same shit. Getting this is like uh, one of my favorite ones. I'll end on this one. Get in the habit of treating your maleness as an unearned privilege that you have to actively work to seed rather than femaleness being an unearned disadvantage that women have to work to overcome. Ooh, that one is deep. Acknowledge your privilege and work like acknowledge it, work against it. Like it's not like, you know, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I that's just good. I wanted to just bring this up because, you know, I just come full circle from like the ladies march that I went to and then hearing the thing about the young girls is that like, you know, men, we still need to, you know, get to work um, and let's focus on the things that we can empower and uplift as opposed to the things that we're like. So we don't need to pay attention to Ogre Man, you know, um, I, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, we need to pay attention to what he's doing, yeah, but, but we don't need to give power to it because like he is a TV ratings monger and he's going to play us. We got played with Hamilton right. when Pence went to go to pa- Hamilton and we all right. paid attention to that. And meanwhile, he got out of, you know, whatever situation he was in, right. he's, they're going to the try to play situation. us and we need, that's to, why and, we need to pay attention, keep an eye on him, know that he's an asshole idiot and then fight to resist everything that happens. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. so I am here in this, uh, I'm moving forward to, I can, I look forward to watching more women take, take the lead as well. And I'm here to uplift and support y'all. Um, and Thank it goes you. back to like the, you know what, if they didn't want us all to have equal rights, they shouldn't have put it in the fucking constitution because you know what? Ooh, we can all read, yeah. we see it and you're yeah. right. That's a great idea. So we're going to continue marching forward. Yeah, all the snaps, James. That was excellent. Thank you, my lady. And let's open the doors together. Hand in hand. Man, this has been a hot episode. This is late. I feel the revolution. The revolution is here. The revolution is now. It won't be televised, but it will be recorded through audio podcasts. Through Minority Corner. <laughs> we got you. Um, to close out, we do want to get our Minority Corner recommendations. The book is called American Gods. It's by Neil Gaiman. Oh. And it's... That's going to become a TV show. Yeah, it's going to be on the Stars channel. That's one of the reasons why I've always wanted to read Neil Gaiman because he's written a lot of, like, interesting... Like, he wrote Stardust, which was a movie that was pretty oh, fun. Yeah, that's um, a fun he one. Also, he also wrote Coraline which turned into that stop motion oh, movie that everybody yeah, like creepy stop animation movie stop animation yeah. creeps me out but okay. i love stop animation it's like it, one of my favorite art forms oh, it's so cool because like it takes a you. day to do 3 seconds it's so like amazing to me i ain't got time for that i'm reality tv warrior i'm a desperate housewife well, you I don't got to do stop motion. Maybe that's, I got, <laughs> I only, I only have 15 minutes of fame. I'm not going to waste it on creating my stop. My own, do you imagine? Nobody's asking stop you animation. to do a stop yeah, motion animation. <laughs> but Anyways. You, you, reco- you recommend this book to the, to the, to the listeners? I do and I don't. It takes a specific type of person to like it. It's interesting. It's about, um, forgotten gods in America 
And they're they're like literally people and waging a war against the new modern gods, which are like media and internet stuff like that oh, it's okay. a little the the lead character is a person of color which is Into i always enjoy it. i ding but ding 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 and you I didn't do have to create like, that in your own imagination they legitimately are oh Sometimes yeah like, they legitimately oh. are and i i don't know though i feel like a lot of the represent race representation is a little stereotypical, so keep that in mm-hmm. mind if you're going to read it. I hope yeah. they they change it up in the TV show and the graphic novel that they're making of it. They're um, milking that. They're like, we're going to get I know, our it's money's a golden worth goose. out of this. It's a thick ass <laughs> book. It works though. I love it. The musical is coming soon. Probably on the I'm West End. On the West End. Ooh, if it's on the West End, I know I can star in it. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be body rolls galore. I've been practicing. Oh, my God. Um, so, I mean, that's a book that I read. I enjoyed it. I read it. It's very, like, escapist. If you want to, like, Get think about the, the world yeah. and how it's kind of falling apart, but also escape a little bit, it's good. Um, so that's a fun one. Awesome. I have uh, mo- two movies I would recommend. You already okay. know I'm all about the hidden figures. Yes. Also, Fences is one of the most... You mean hidden fences? Hidden fences is not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, white people, for they're like two amazing, great. I'm surprised they didn't say hidden fences in the moonlight. I know. know? (laughs) Surprise. I uh, but Fences is so good. I uh, the performances are are amazing. Denzel Washington needs to win an Oscar for this. Do not just oh, really? give that talented ass man an award for being. He directed a it cop. too. And the him and Viola Davis, their performances are unlike anything you've ever seen. It's I so. Love it. There needs to be more August Wilson movies because his writing about and capturing the black experience is just so fucking amazing. And it was just, yeah, everyone, there was not a weak link in the entire cast. Like, so good, so touching. Oh, amazing. Hard hitting, provoking. Um, can I give one? I wasn't going to say this on air. And if you need to cut this for time, I totally can. Okay. Um, I watched, when's the last time you all, I w- completed my uh, Lady Thriller Ashley Judd trilogy last night. Here we and go. I watched Double Jeopardy. Oh my um, God. It's on Hulu, AKA Privilege of Being a White Lady. It's a dumbass movie. She's a rich white lady. And then, like, they're very kind when they think that she's, like, killed her husband. She gets, like, you know, set up for it. And they're like, they let her stay at her house. They're like, oh, I think we need to arrest you. And she's like, not in front of my kid. Oh um, my God. It's so casual. And I, I want to point out this cas- this casual sexism that people just sort of swallow down their throats, though. Ashley's Ju- Ashley Judd's name comes after Tommy Lee Jones in the beginning credits. He but isn't she the lead? Aneke, he doesn't even come into the movie until 30 minutes into the movie. I checked. 30 what minutes the into the movie. Ashley Judd is in every scene, and he got top billing. And you know she got paid way less than him, too. I was literally going to say that. So that was interesting. Like, I, w- watching this movie from, like, this sort of mindset. Also, worse is we don't get any wi- people of color or women of color until 20 minutes. And where do we see them? Uh-oh. Here we go. Maid. Prison. We don't oh, see God. any women of color. They weren't in, like, the fancy, like, rich... Not even, like, at the big fancy party they were having. They weren't in the background there. Not even in the They're background. The prison. That's not messed prison. up. Uh-uh. And then they're then they're in the parole house in San Francisco, oh and then there's a former prostitute ha- who has her life all together and is working as an admin. And then mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones comes to her place of work and shames her into helping her by announcing like, "Oh, well, what about that fellatio you used to give?" Oh my god! Whatever happened to Tommy Lee Jones? I don't know. But Where this is movie he? Put a sour taste in my. He's a good actor though. He did. He's some a good solid actor. Work. I miss him. He was in the original Captain, the first Captain America. 
Um, that was a long time ago, though. <laughs> this is very true. He's, I don't know. Tommy Lee Jones, where are you? People are, where, should we send out a search party? I we're, guess. We're, we're, <laughs> but I, he was, he was literally the, the police officer in The Fugitive. <laughs> yeah. So now we're finding, we're looking for him. Which is, which now we're going to go find him. This movie was essentially The Fugitive with the ladies in the, in the middle. But I will oh. give it up. Uh, you got Ashley Judd, Judd being a regular badass. She's super talented. She should have been. I mean, a cat- I love Ashley Judd. She should have been a Catwoman or a superhero or an action star or something. Um, There's still time. Can I say this one last thing about yes. the movie? That's also the privilege of being a white lady. At one okay. point, she breaks into like she breaks into this office, and the police show up and they chase her on rooftops. They chase her through the beach. Okay. Um, she makes them crash her car that like their their car like it tumbles over and over. Um oh and then they just simple simply tackle her. And I just was thinking if this would have been shot if she was black. If, <laughs> if it simple. was like starring like Viola Davis or even Megan Good, it would have been over. like and the movie's over. Ugh. So uh There we go. Just go yeah. watch Double Jeopardy and understand <laughs> intersectional feminism. And, and yeah, how. and how it's different. <laughs> Well, uh, this was a great episode, Aneke. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm sort of back. Jet lag is still getting me. And as she, you guys could probably notice, I'm sick again. Sick. Again. Yeah, she's, she's, but you're, I think you did well. You didn't have as many snifflies or coughs this episode. So. Oh, thank con- you. I've been and trying. You, and your hair looks hella cute. <laughs> Thanks, James. Everybody um, keep your fingers crossed for James with this audition that he has coming up. I have a few and different things in the pipeline. Also auditioning for a production of Fences. So let's see how really? that goes. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, a full circle. Funny, I was watching that movie and I was like, oh, I would play the role of his older son. And then that's exactly what I have an audition for. I love it. I'm going to be wishing you luck. Everybody, also, I want to make a plug. Go donate money to the ACLU. They're doing good things. They're fighting against Trump in this whole ban against Muslims, which is horrific, disgusting, and sad. Um, We should never ban a group of people from the United States. We are literally a country made up of a collective of the world. How dare we even think that we can exclude a group? How dare we? We we should really be asking permissions from the First Nations people. Like, do y'all mind if we still stay here? Sorry about that. Like, it's so interesting. I had made this connection recently about, like, so it's so weird. I just, I was trying to understand all of this, right? All of this, like, fear of Muslims, right? So it's like, but it's like. But Christians, Muslims, and Jewish folks all believe in the same God. And yeah, it's all Mus- it's Mus- scapegoats. Muslims and Christians, but yeah, but that's the thing. But so like, let's walk through this. And so like, Muslims and Christians both also believe in in Jesus. Uh-huh. And Jewish people don't believe that he was a Messiah. Um, but yet Christians are still cool with Jewish folks, except for like you know Mel Gibson and Nazi alt right people. Yeah, and. Republicans disguised as Christians have such a fear of Muslims. And then it's like, well, you know what it is? They're brown and black. And that's where that fear comes from. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's brown. It's um, possession of money and oil. And it's it's also just like fear of the unknown and scapegoating. It's all terrible. And there's it's all based in fear. And but it's stupid because it's like they believe in the same God. And like, it's not like they're like, no, it's a different God. It's the same God. And so even I'm if like, you didn't y'all... believe in the same God, like it's, ugh, God. I understand that too. But it's just like, to me, it's like, I think a lot of Christians don't understand what the Muslim religion is and that it is the same God. And to me, it's like, if you can help people understand that, yeah. it's like weapons down. It's not that scary. It's actually, the same. they both talk about, they both talk about stoning women in their ancient ass texts. Like y'all got a lot in common. So... <laughs> 
It all stems from the same area. Yeah. Literally. The same area of the world. Yeah. Oh, well. How can they get a, how can they, uh, yes, yeah, support the ACLU? I'm impressed because there's a lot of great, I'm proud of everybody. Yeah. Okay. I'm proud of you. I'm proud oh. of the listeners. I'm proud, I'm proud of you. Of, I'm proud of the world because people are standing up to shit and it's like he's not a king. Right. And the government works for us. The and spontaneous just, um, protests that have been happening at all the airports have been beautiful. Yeah. So my hat goes off. Like I have faith and hope. And it's like Obama's been he trained us for eight years. He was like hope. And so <laughs> hold on to that hope of the future, y'all. Cause it's true. Yes. Uh we got this. He's been training us to be these activists and, and taking our more active role in our government. And that's what we gotta do. I agree. Well, James, thank you so much. This has been well, wonderful. You. I'm they so glad to be back. At us. They can t- I'm glad you're back, too. I had to close out the episode without you last week, and I couldn't tell if I was funny or You were what. funny. You're and, always funny. Everybody knows that. Um, well, you know, well, just when you're there giggling, it makes it easier. Uh, um, instant validation. <laughs> but uh, Exactly. You know I need that instant validation. No. Am I funny? Am I funny? <laughs> Am I funny? Okay. Um, they can follow us on Twitter. Twitter, Minority Corner with a K. Follow us. I've been more join active that on Facebook, there. Join that Facebook group. It is uh, me. It's like my saving grace of social media. The Minority Corner Kids Playground. Oh my Y'all God, are doing, so good. Once again, I'm space. still approving people. Everybody's trickling in. I love it. Keep on coming into the playground. We will accept you all. It is a wonderful place for conversation. Like yeah. our Facebook page, too. Don't forget that because that's where I remind everybody about our... Um, episodes, episodes and, and and other what doings that might pop up as well exactly um if you have you an might... ask minority corner anything send us an email at minority corner with a k at gmail.com absolutely and, and yeah rate us on itunes yes positive ratings <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you got you got some other shit to say you can send us an email about constructive criticism but you don't need to post that on the itunes because that stays up there forever yeah so just tell us we're open we'll, to feedback we love feedback let us know, let us know if, we, if we're fucking it up <laughs> but you don't need to post it for all the itunes to see <laughs> that shit stays up there the internet does not forget it does not for all you youngins out there don't be but putting naked pictures of yourself on the internet because it stays forever. oh yeah that reminds me of something that happened at this one party i went to but i won't go into details that is true Ooh. people have cameras there are pictures and videos so be careful y'all be careful <laughs> all right bye guys and i'll I'll see you all at my new restaurant. I <laughs> soup <laughs> and cocktails and sandwiches. Mm-mm, good. <laughs>Allegra Ringo and I'm Renee Colbert and we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? <laughs> I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? Perfect. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meetings over. My name is Patrick. My name is Ariel. My name is Joe Coughlin. The first time I uh, went to MaxFunCon, I 
didn't know anyone. I was really nervous about that. Everyone said not to worry about going alone, that I'd make friends right away, that I'd have an amazing time. It turns out everyone was right. I instantly had 200 new friends. I've made lifelong friends at MaxFunCon that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life. If you aren't sure if you belong at MaxFunCon, you belong. Don't be like me. Don't waste two years being too nervous. Just go already. Join Ariel, Patrick, and Joe at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.